Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome along to the James Carpool. I am your host, James K. Today, we'll drive into topics that are fascinating, interesting, and also surprising. But first, seatbelts. Check. Check mirrors. Check. Let's hit the road. Working in customer service is not for the faint of heart. There's always a chance that customers will be rude, demanding, entitled, or just plain strange. But you've got to provide service with a smile, like me right now. I'm smiling when I'm talking. Hello! Ten seconds later. Oh, what did I do to deserve this shit? Or at least service that's decent enough to keep you from being fired. One curious Reddit user asked people who work with the public to share the most bizarre interactions they've ever had with customers. So today you'll find some tales that might make you count your blessings if you've never had to work in customer service and enjoy listening to these stories that might make you appreciate your own job even more. A trip to the roof. As a call center supervisor, I was monitoring a call where the agent asked the customer for a model number of his satellite receiver. The caller said one moment in an upset tone and after an extended period of time came back saying that he climbed to the roof and looked but could not find the model number. He started the curse when he was finally made to understand that what was requested was the number at the front of the set-top box. later. Working in a call center for a home accessory supplier and a customer called asking for a blue replacement door for her kitchen that she'd had for 10 years. I said that range never had blue doors. And then it twigged. I asked her to look at the corners and see if she could peel them away because it might just be protective film. She put the phone down and 10 seconds later I hear, oh my god, it's the white doors we originally ordered 10 years ago. It turns out that when her delivery arrived, she thought they sent the wrong color, but liked it. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. Priorities. Once I had a customer call to make a claim on their insurance policy because their Xbox was on fire. I asked if it had fused and caught fire. No, it was literally on fire in the living room, they said. The customer was advised to try put out the fire or call 999 and ring back. A funny noise. I had a customer to ask for an electrician due to a funny noise coming from a socket in the kitchen. The customer had a previous claim, no fault found, but the customer insisted that there was still an issue. Asked to describe the problem, the response was vague. The customer says, it's happening now, and I ask if he could take the phone to the kitchen. I can hear the music getting louder, and when he arrives to the kitchen, he asks, can you hear that? Yes, I respond and I ask the customer to hold the phone closer to the socket. The familiar tune from the socket is Happy Birthday. It's your birthday. It's been so long since the first day. Happy B-Day. It's not me day. It's your day. That's
The customer comes back on the line to ask if I heard that and I say, yes, mister, have you got any cards in the kitchen? Customer says, yes, I have a big birthday card from my son on the window ledge. I then ask the customer to pick up the card and open fully, at which point, happy birthday to you begins to play again. I advise the customer to close the card to resolve the issue and the customer expressed their gratitude as the problem had been ongoing for 10 days. Even the on-site electrician didn't spot it. Inappropriate pun. As a call center team manager, I was monitoring a call from a customer who called to ask how he would be able to access his Building Society account whilst he was laid up and housebound as he had his leg amputated. At the end of the call, my colleague wished him well, but her choice of words weren't the most appropriate. She said, Thank you for calling. I hope you're back on your feet soon. Excuse the pun. For kids and adults alike, waterbeds used to be the coolest until suddenly they weren't. After a heyday, no, 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 not that heyday. After a heyday in the 1980s, in which nearly one out of every four mattresses sold was a waterbed mattress. The industry dried up in the 1990s, leaving behind a sense of unfilled promise and thousands upon thousands of unsold vinyl shelves. Today, waterbeds make up only a small fraction of overall bed and mattress sales. Many home furnishing retailers won't sell them, and some that do say it's been years since they last closed a deal. Here's the thing about waterbeds though, they were high maintenance. Installing one meant running a hose into your bedroom and filling the mattress up with hundreds of gallons of H2O. H2O. A process that held the potential for a water-soaked bedroom. Waterbeds were also really, really heavy. In addition to the filled mattress, the frame which had to support all that water weight could be a backbreaker. When the mattress needed to be drained, an electric pump or some other nifty siphoning tricks were required. Waterbeds could also spring leaks, as Edward Scissorhands showed. Which could be patched, but added to the cost and hassle. In the 90s, it became clear that the novelty of waterbeds couldn't overcome the additional work they required. By that time, competitors like Tempur-Pedic and Select Comfort were also coming out with mattress innovations that offered softness and flexibility without making customers run a garden hose through their second floor bedroom window. These days, the waterbed market is still going. You can get them on websites like Amazon. Waterbed mattress models are lighter than the models of decades past and come with nifty accessories like foam padding and interior fibers that further cut down the wave effect. They're also outfitted with tubes or bladders that take in water rather than the entire mattress, making the experience less like filling an enormous water balloon. Like those who still play Sega Genesis or prefer a flip phone to an iPhone, Waterbed customers are fiercely loyal to their retro trend, but their enthusiasm alone likely won't bring the waterbeds back to the mainstream. Fact of the day. These days, the most promising market for soft, squishy waterbeds may, oddly enough, be cows. They help to cut back on sores and infections in the animals and are actually great for their joints.
That's a fact. You could be on cloud nine with a guy or girl. Everything seems to be going fine. You think you like them, but then you suddenly catch the, 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 the From then on, you can't look at the person in the same way. You just progressively get more and more turned off by them. Weirdly, and maybe for no reason in particular, grossed out by them. You'll cringe at the thought of you and them together. Nothing will be the same. You won't be able to do it any longer. And eventually, you just have to cut them off. Picture this. You've been on a few dates with someone who makes you laugh, is emotionally intelligent, and is good in bed. Your friends all agreed that they look nice when you sent a screenshot of their profile to your group chat. Perfect, perfect. You're texting this person, planning your next date, and daydreaming about your potential future together. But then, you get the You put me off, mate. You gave me the egg. You were texting for a bit. Then we went on a date. Examples of behaviours that could be icks for some people include getting bits of food stuck on the side of their mouth, talking in a baby voice, being rude to a waiter, or being really, really bad at dancing. Hold up! Did I just say baby talk? There have been reports around the office that you have been talking baby talk. Why would people say that? Well... I have it on good authority that you said the following. You read that back to me? Andy have a boo-boo tummy. Mm-hmm. Would you rather me say, hey guys, my irritable bowel syndrome is flaring up. Okay. Crazy diarrhea happening right now. Because things can get real adult real fast. You are also on record as saying, widow idle, footy woodies, num nums, jammies, make boom boom, widdicowus, and woad iwind. Should you listen to the ick? The ick is something your mind is doing to motivate you to stare clear of this person. But it doesn't necessarily mean your subconscious is picking up on a red flag. The ick might come down to you, especially if you're getting it with a lot of new partners. It could be that you have unresolved issues from your past that are manifesting as the the ick. For example, if you have a fear of intimacy, commitment or rejection, you might be hypervigilant about falling for someone and letting your guard down. So, when you start catching feelings for someone, you instantly start looking for something they're doing wrong. And the moment you find that misdeed, a feeling of disgust or ick is triggered. On the other hand, you could be getting the ick from a new love interest doing something you find genuinely immoral, which might flag they have different political views or values to you. 
For example, you might really care about the environment and get annoyed at seeing them litter. If those things are important to you, that's actually something to listen to. It's probably your mind saying, Help! This person isn't right for you. A new poll of 2,000 adults found that half of respondents have broken up with their partner because of an ick. Around 12% of respondents said they have broken up with someone because of their obsession with star signs, while 11% said they got the ick when their partner clapped when a plane landed. You can't just start a slow clap at any old time. You gotta wait for the right moment. But how am I going to know when it's the right moment? Oh. You'll know. So I've been searching high and low for some of the funniest and strangest icks on the interweb. I just want to... (laughs) I just want to be clear as well. I am guilty for some of these. And here we go. When the barber has to pump his little chair up. When they have a Tesco club card. When they sneeze more than twice. How is that a nick? Grown men who order milkshakes at restaurants. Windscreen wipers on faster than necessary. People not having Spotify premium and connected to speakers and the ads come on. That's that's embarrassing, right? Can't look at my partner when he's showering. He looks so pathetic. (laughs) Put this on the internet. Uh, when a guy runs towards a bird and it doesn't fly away, that bird is going to eat you. Men using umbrellas. Don't think that's an ick. That's common sense. Uh, when I see someone run for a bus. <laughs> yep. Crying in a dark room, naked, listening to Ed Sheeran. Guilty. Him texting you, saw we, after a fight. <laughs> when he asks for the soup of the day, that is not an ick. Before the roller coaster starts, he gets scared and screams, let me off! But they don't. And everyone is looking at him crying. <laughs> this is definitely something that would happen to me. Uh, rolling down sideways on a grassy hill saying, asking for samples of ice cream, slippy on shoes, a weird run. Also, during the podcast, you may have heard me say immoral, and you were like, that's not how you pronounce immoral. Here's an ick. Immoral is actually pronounced immoral. There's a fact for you today. Another fact. The ick can come in many forms, but it's usually petty, often incredibly specific, and probably entirely irrelevant if you do actually like the person. If you are concerned that you may have gotten the ick, speak to a trusted friend today. And stop texting that person. There's no point. You're too far gone now, I'm afraid. Goodbye. I'm probably entirely irre- irrelevant. Probably inter- Probably entirely in. <laughs>